Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Oh, hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hi, Ben. Hey, Fernando. Hey, Travis. Today's episode, we are so excited to bring you this guest. I have been a fan of him for many, many years. He is fantastic. He's a criminal justice advocate. He is a former jewel thief, Mm -hmm. spent a little bit of time in the pokey, and he has a lot to say about criminal justice reform and prison reform. He has a podcast called The Real Deal with Larry Lawton. You can also find him on YouTube. Um, I mean, I just think that he is such a needed voice when it comes to the uh, conversation we're having about policing, about how we treat citizens and civilians, and what kind of future we want to have as a society. This man is on the front lines fighting against uh, the most corrupt organizations in the world, Core Civic, Geo Group, and uh, as we're seeing with what's going on now with Elijah McClain and mm-hmm. obviously what we saw with uh, Derek Chauvin. And as we continue to have this conversation about the militarization of police and over-policing in our local communities, Larry has just done a fantastic job of addressing those things. Absolutely. And it's so refreshing also, like you pointed out, to have a voice from the inside. You know, we can kind of squawk as much as we want from the outside, never really having to have gone to prison ourselves. But to to see the knowledge that this guy has about how it works on the Mm -hmm. inside as a lawbreaker for many years, uh, as you mentioned, as a jewel thief, to see the knowledge he brings about the system and how the police interact with people and how it works once you get to prison, it's very refreshing. It is. It was really cool to talk to someone who's been in it. You know, I, I, yeah. uh, I, I've, I've had family members go into jail, but I've never Our, heard it be so honest. Yeah. If that makes sense, someone. absolutely. Yeah. And again, he talks. We talk a little bit. Big boys don't often talk about uh, some of the trauma that they <laughs> exactly. go through in life, and uh, he's so open about some of the uh, horrific abuses he suffered at the hands of corrections officers, and so on and so forth. So. I hope you like the conversation. We love Larry Lawton and what he is doing. So enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Now it is time for our conversation with a uh, prison reform advocate. He is the author of Gangster Redemption. He is also the founder of the Reality Check program. This dude is a complete legend. Watch all of his work on YouTube. Larry Lawton is with us. Thank you so much for being on the show, Larry. Well, I'm glad to be here. I don't know about a legend. I'm just a person who tries to open people's eyes. 
Dude, yeah. you're a total freaking goat, especially when it comes to prison reform, when it comes to what's going on right now with the criminal justice system. We're seeing what's happening with Elijah McClain, a, uh, a man, a 23-year-old boy uh, who was murdered by local officials. Uh, they injected him with ketamine, for crying out loud, and only because of George Floyd are we hearing about that case now. You have been on the forefront of prison reform, of making people or helping people understand their rights as individuals, as citizens. You went from being a bank robber to being a felon. You were incarcerated. No, 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 no. no I'm sorry. You were going to be a jewel, a jewelry robber. Jewel thief. A jewel thief. So much cooler than a bank robber. Bank yeah. robbers are cliche. Jewel thieves are classy. Uh -huh. And it's really jewel robber. But we only use D for, for other reasons. But it, 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 I was a jewel robber. I used to go in with guns and fucking take the whole fucking store down and tie everybody up. I was a crazy fuck. Back right. And, of course, then spent many years incarcerated. And now you are a YouTube star uh, who is helping shed light on criminal justice reform. My God, what a journey. How do you feel to be you right now, Larry Lawton? From uh, doing what you were doing when it comes to jewels and robbery to being a prisoner and now being someone who is a well-known advocate for criminal justice reform. I love the I love your cage. You're, you're good. You're doing good. I mean, I like talking to people who like that and not, not fucking out there. But no, it's great. They're not because what you said, but, you know, first two things. It, it's amazing. My life is amazing. You know, I still take care of my mom. I do the right thing by uh, by people. Uh, I still party. I still fucking crazy. I'm a half a fucking nut in so many ways. <laughs> but, you know, I started police. It, it, it's not only prison reform. It's police reform, too. Mm -hmm. Police reform and uh, court reform, you know, uh, all criminal justice reform. But I was talking about police brutality and police not understanding and connecting with the, the community, the us against them mentality we have uh, in this world today. I mean, you know, it's a whole different animal today than it was even years ago. But years ago, they didn't have cameras. So I think it's just all being exposed now. Right. But we need to change this fucking system in so many ways, right from the police. I was talking on my podcast about that. I says, how in the world are we letting a 22-year-old fucking kid give him a badge and a gun? He has the right to fucking shoot you or fucking take your liberty away under the color of law. Mm -hmm. If you and I right now fucking at an argument with your neighbor and you shoot the fuck, you come here, they put you in jail. Mm -hmm. Cop has an argument, shoots him, he goes home, he can figure it out. They suspend him, but he calls his friends, he calls the other guy to get their stories together. You can't do that. You're in jail. And that's, you know, I'm not saying to put cops in jail. They're, they're so not trained you got kids. Listen, in the United States, police academy is six months long. Mm -hmm. In Finland, it's three years. Belgium, right. it's three years. France is three years. It, it, think about that. They use it three years to fucking, because you're giving a person the power. That's why I'm, and I always say I'm not hard on cops. I, I like good cops. Mm -hmm. The fucking jerk offs need to be gone. And like any corporation, I don't care where anybody works. If you worked at Microsoft and they got, 500 employees in a building. You don't think they know who the fuck-ups are? The mm -hmm. people. Yeah, I asked the CEO, he goes, he had 200 employees. I said, do you know who the people who are screwed up in your office is? He goes, of course. He goes, well, what do you do? He goes, we try to retrain them. If we don't, we get rid of them. I go, that's great. You don't think a police department, 200 cops, 150 cops, you don't think the other cops know who the fuck-ups are? 
the right. racists, the fucking jerk offs, the guys that, that that beat people, kicking them. You know, I've heard stories from cops. Oh, we know how to put that foot on there, like neck, not like the George foot, just to cause pain. They know. Right. So they know who the fuck ups are. Take weed. I'm a big proponent of all drugs. Yeah. But you take weed. How many cops I know? And here's what a, a community trust cops. You got a cop in your neighborhood. He's all right. He has parties at his house. You smell weed when you go by. You do anything you want. You want. Now that same fucking cop is putting you in jail for fucking right. smoking weed. I mean, I hope not weed anymore, but they do. Right. Believe it or not, some areas they do. When it comes down to the ability for officers to speak up, I know for a long time, uh, if you spoke up, you were the one that was punished. Uh, of course, they call it the uh, the thin blue line, although judging by the cops, it's quite fat. What um, do you feel like the culture has changed at all when it comes to obviously we saw with Derek Chauvin actually being tried and convicted after we saw him murder George Floyd for 10 freaking minutes, uh, which you gave a great response to on YouTube. I loved your. uh, Did you see I was the only one on all of YouTube? Nobody can find it. Literally before the sentence predicted the exact sentence he was getting. Well, because I think you've seen how the sausage is made. You've seen it from the inside. You've basically been a producer in some ways. Uh, You understand what's happening um, that perhaps the outside world doesn't understand with your inside perspective. Do you think it's changing from the inside out, which is how it has to change? We can sit here. We can scream. You can do YouTube videos. You can have protests on the street. They shut down, whatever it might be, but it's got to change on the inside. Is it beginning to change where if someone says, I'm sorry, dude, this guy, I saw him put a legal chokehold on someone. I saw him be a fucking total douchebag. Um, please do something. Are they starting to punish the right people or are people who um, maybe come forward with these accusations being punished still? Well, good, great question, man. I, I, I do believe at some areas change, but I watch a lot of, of YouTube videos, people who do the first, what they call first amendment audits and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're still fucking up. And he, I was just, oh man, it's a great topic because it is changing, but in some areas not. Cause we, and here's how you have to change. You're totally right. It's gotta be on the inside, but you know, I watch these cases. First Amendment, the cops fuck up. The guy wins a fifty thousand dollars. The guy mm-hmm, wins eighty thousand. Mm-hmm. Who do you think pays that? I do. Right. The citizen of that community. Cop ain't coming out of his fucking pocket. Mm-hmm. So what has to happen? I'm always a believer in this. In law enforcement, like you said, change comes from the top down. Mm-hmm. If you got an asshole police chief or an asshole sheriff, you're gonna have an asshole cops below him because they want to please their chief. I didn't know if you guys knew this. I'm the only ex-con in the United States as an honorary police officer. The whole fucking United States. Wow. And I was at Lake St. Louis, Missouri. And the reason I accepted it, it was the chief of police there, a guy named Mike Force in St. Louis area. What a fucking guy. He don't give out awards for most arrests, most DUIs, all that bullshit. Yeah. He gives out awards. He saw a cop of his change a lady's flat. Gave him an award. Right. Guy speaks at the schools. Gave him an award. Guy speaks to the church, gave him an award. He gives out awards for shit that's a good for the community. So what does he do? He's got the cops, the young ones that want to impress the chief. Chief, what, do you want me to speak anywhere? And they want to help people. That's a fucking great leader and a great guy who understands we can't win this fucking us against them mentality war. Right. So what has happened is, and like you said, is it changing? There are some. And here's how you got to hold the people accountable. If you have a city and they're paying out 
10 fucking law, law what five, whatever the numbers you come up with. Yeah. Fire the chief because he's not fucking given the training and they keep costing our city money. That mm-hmm. chief's got to go, man. Because, yes, the idiots are idiots. I mean, they, we don't give them enough training and it's that, that doesn't hold them not accountable. They should right. be accountable because you give them a gun and a badge and you can take my fucking liberty, put your fucking lights on and make me stop my car. You should be held to a different standard. Now, during their rookies, obviously, they should be fucking trained so much mm-hmm. that there's no question. There's, there's no lawsuit should ever come out of First Amendment or any amendment. You violate my rights and they do it. People set them up to fucking do it. And they still do it. You would yeah. think in 2021, when every motherfucker in the world's got a fucking camera and mm-hmm. cameras are here, cop. I'm a big believer in cop cams, you know, uh, body cameras. They mm-hmm. have to have. It drives mm-hmm. me nuts when I don't. Uh, I mean, it's cheap. They have organizations, cops. It's called cops in the federal government. It's community oriented policing services. Okay. Those guys give money to any police department, any fucking police department for, for body cams free. I mean, immediately. Yeah. Even they even came out with a thing because they, they asked where they had money. Cops, you know, little departments, there's 10 cops. They don't have the money for a grant writer. Mm-hmm. So they can't get, so they have the ability now make a phone call, say, listen, this is my department. This is who I am. Check us out. We need body cam. Bam, you got them. Mm-hmm. You know, they give their money and you buy. Right, right. So there's no reason for that, for not. And with cameras and stuff, if we don't hold the, the big boys account, the big boys now, the cops are going to be cops. You're going to get asshole. You got they think it's 950,000, maybe a million, almost a million cops in the United States. Well, you're going to have fuck-ups. I mean, every right. company has fuck-ups. Got to get, first, the cops have to police themselves from the inside. Until cops start policing themselves, meaning you got a guy and you see Derek Chauvin. Mm-hmm. They're fucking killing this guy. These guys are watching. Now, I almost feel bad for the one who's on the job for a day. What the fuck does he know? Uh, you know, and yeah. if he pushed fucking Chauvin off and everything went away, he'd probably be fired, like you said, or whatever, for right. no reason. But what we can do is have cops. And I think I've heard some things come out where cop, like I asked my chief here and he's going to come on with me again. And he said, listen, Larry, those cops got to know you got to first be a human being. So you see something that's wrong. You got to say something. Is it really happening? I mean, is the right. brotherhood so fucking... Just like guards, man. I watch yeah. fucking, you know, my story. That's exactly. I got to send you my books, guys. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, please do. Larry Lawton. Make sure you send me an email and I'll send you guys a couple of books. Absolutely. So you mentioned, you know, there's no reason why not to have uh, body cameras other than the very nefarious reason of you have a corrupt police department and you don't want to record it. Gangster Redemption, your story. I'm interested to hear how you came to emotionally be able to even speak with law enforcement. Your story, uh, many people have watched your YouTube videos, millions and millions, but I don't want to bring up too sensitive a subject, but you talk about how you were abused in prison by prison guards, uh, urinated on, I mean, just unbelievably inhumane, disgusting treatment that no human being should have to deal with uh, because you were a uh, prisoner advocate. You were taking, you were pulling people's papers, you were helping people uh, understand their rights. And people did not like that who were running these prisons and they did they still did you wrong. They still don't. Oh. They, they, just, they treated you like dog shit. So how have you been able to emotionally deal with that? Because I'd be pissed. We've all been abused as, in one way or another as children or as even as adults, even as big men. 
Um, people don't think that big men get abused, but it happens oh, all yeah. the time. How have you been able to digest all of that and then come out of it and say, I'm going to be an advocate for positive change? Because a lot of people, man, would uh, not be able to do that. You know, the PTSD must be remarkable. How have you been able to kind of get over some of those emotional hurdles to come forward and try to make this place a better place as opposed to just being fucking super pissed all the time? <laughs> you know, it's a fuck great question. Fred. The, uh, that, that is so true. You know, it took me many years before I said I wouldn't kill the guy. Yeah. The two people that really that did the worst to me. Uh, I ended up when I got out of prison, you know, first of all, when I was in prison, I went in at 34 years old. I got a 46. So I wasn't a kid. And we used to see kids come to prison. They think they're badass. There's not fucking one of them all. Mm. You know, you're coming into a place where maximum security prison. In fact, just this week, I don't know when this airs, but just this week, Atlanta, the prison I was in, has been shut down for corruption. Every it, no, nobody's we're all trying to figure it out. Everybody was shipped out of the fucking whole prison. Where'd they go? Airbnb. Where do they I put them? Know. It just says, for, oh, they, they ship them all around the whole country. Oh, okay. You know, whatever the fuck they want them. And fuck, you know, five here, 10 here, 20 here. The okay, sure. And they shut it down for corruption. And we're trying to, what fucking corruption? I mean, that they shut the fucking down, took everybody out of it. Yeah. Now, I thought it was going to be for security because I was there. One of the worst prisons in the world. And I was there and fucking, I mean, there was so many blind spots to kill people. And, and you mm-hmm. know, you want. but getting back to how I did it and how I, you know, I used to see the young big kids coming. Me and a buddy, Ron, used to say to ourselves, man, these fucking kids can't stand it, man. Look at their lives wasted. Because, listen, a 21-year-old kid gets a bank robbing charge. You said bank robbing. I'll bring your bank robber. <laughs> Thank you. He uses a fucking note, okay? He's fucking 21 years old. He's a drug addict. He fucking uses a note, goes into a bank, gets caught. They give him four years, five, whatever, small sentence. Yeah. They give him a short sentence and they send him to a, a, a prison. Here's what happens. They never attacked his or never helped his drug shit. So he goes to prison and there's more drugs in prison on the street. I talk about that all the time. You want coke, third cell. You want acid. I got a lot of acid. I love my acid. <laughs> you, 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 you want acid over there. You want weed. You want alcohol. You want fucking molly. Right. I mean, back back when I was in, it was ecstasy. Anything you want, you get in prison. So they never helped this kid with his drug addiction. What does he do? Does drug. Now he don't have money, so he's borrowing the money. Now he's into the gangs for money. Now he's either got to stab someone or get fucked or whatever the fuck it is. Right. Now, let's just say the kid survives it. Let's just say he's lucky. He doesn't come out with AIDS. He doesn't come out with HIV, whatever yeah. it is. He gets out. They never fucking helped his addiction. Right. And the kid's back on the streets, knows prison, and he's going to kill something. He's going to do something worse. And we are so fucking. So I, when I got out, I said to my buddy, Ron, a big Ron, I love the guy. I still talk to him. He said, he's like my, almost my bodyguard. Fuck, I'm a big guy. That motherfucker <laughs> made me look small. So Ron was just a sweetheart. I did a lot of time. We were really close. I remember our backs up against the wall. We're watching a riot. I mean, fucking it, you know. <laughs> Ready to go. It's so it's two other groups we didn't have to deal with. But anyway, so we're sitting there and fucking I said, Ron, I gotta do something, you know. And I how I got over the the, the beatings and, and I was beat not just the pistol more. I mean, every month for 10 months, yeah. 11 months I was in that hole and they were beating, trying to shut me up, 
you know, keep writing, sending his law and spitting on me and doing, but there were good guards that helped me too. I got to say mm-hmm. that. And they helped my, my mentality. I went crazy. There's no question. I thought suicide. I was, mm-hmm. I was a half a fucking nut. I mean, if you want to call it that. Uh, and, and I, how I did it though, was I said, I got it into my head that I'm not going to let these people abuse me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even abuse, I was abused as a kid, but that's all another animal. But right. as far as a, an adult, I said to myself, wait a minute, I, I was such angered, man. I do. I, I used to lay in bed, think how I'm going to kill. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I'm talking, trust me, I was going to, I know myself. I know. No, I understand. It seems, uh, it seems like something one would think when it comes <laughs> yeah. to the torturers. I'm sure the people in the film hostel would like to kill the people who are cutting their nipples off and taking their teeth as well. Absolutely. Not that anyone cut your nipples off. Your nipples are strong, oh. sir. No, they're very good. Stay still there. Yep, still there. Still oh, there. Yeah, look at that. Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> look at them there. Like Cuomo. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was, instead of letting them get me, I I, I switched around. I said, mm. how sad is their fucking life when they got to come to a prison when I'm in the worst part of my life right. and pee on me? I, that, I, I, I feel it. Man. Look at that. I get fucking chills. Yeah. The, uh, when they have to spit and abuse and take show your power, they must go home and get fucked by their wife in the ass. They must get fucking <laughs> abused. They might, whatever the fuck it is, they must have such a miserable home life. Right. I started more and more thinking like that. It got me thinking, you know, I almost kind of feel bad for someone in, in a different way. Of course. What they did to me. But they like, you know, then I started researching the guards when I got out. Uh, and I was okay with the point where I said, fuck, I started looking. You know, this suicide rate is one of the highest in the fucking all profession. Mm. Because they right. fucking, you know, they know they're fucking not right. They did wrong. They witnessed shit. They can't deal with it. I have more guards that call my or contact my YouTube channel and say, Larry, I was a guard. I had to quit after seven years. It just got too much. I was going to, my health was no good. Right. I know what you're saying. And I seen it every day. I, I had to quit. And I go, fuck. And they see, they know it. Now, yeah. I don't think the system is ever going to change because this is too much money in it. You, let's face it, you don't think these fucking lobbyists for fucking, uh, you know, CCA used to be CCA. Mm-hmm. Now it's Core Civic. Yeah, Core Civic, Geo Group. Yep. These are the biggest prison fucking private prison companies in the world. Billion dollar companies. You don't think they're fucking giving these congressmen in probably crypto today. I'm going to do a show on that. <laughs> they're fucking dropping their shit in crypto into a fucking wallet. And yeah. fucking, they're giving these, and these guys are fucking voting not to do it and this bullshit. And it's all politics and it's too much money. I think it should change, but obviously yeah. the best way I figured out to do it and to help my own sanity. First of all, YouTube's helped me a lot. Yeah. I mean, just even I was doing good before that, but I developed a program. When I got out, a friend comes to me and goes, hey, Larry, I need to say, that's what the fuck. You want me to break somebody's fucking legs? Leave me the fuck alone. I just got out of prison. Yeah. He says, no, no, I caught my 16-year-old smoking weed and he told me, fuck you, dad. Where you been? I go, your kid told you, fuck you, dad. I'll talk to your kid. I was lucky. I have fucking pictures of me with gang members and mobsters and fucking prison shit you can't take anymore. Right. I happen, I don't know why, sent them out of the prison when I went for because otherwise they'll take them because you can't do it anymore. But right. I sent them all out. And they were all my, in one program. I don't send them anybody. So... I fucking take this kid. I sit him down. He's a big kid. He's 16. 
smarty. I said, I'm not a little guy. So I walked in. I said, I said, listen, I use two curse words. I said, you told your father where the fuck he's been. Let me show you where the fuck I just come from. Kid looked at me. I sat down. I started telling stories. A kid who got his ass cut with a razor blade from the right. top of his anus until his scrotum and fucking seminal flu was coming out. I read the fucking up. I heard the fucking scream. I fucking was there. I, I, to this day, matter of fact, my girl said, sometimes I have dreams about that shit and I fucking go crazy on that. But I fucking started town going through. I was doing it for, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours. I go out. The guy was a golf pro. I'm a golfer. He walks out and he says, hey, Larry, he says, I really appreciate it. Does your mind if I give you a number out? I, I had no money, nothing. I just got out of prison. So sure, he gives me a hundred bucks. That's fucking thank whatever. People call him, talk to their yeah. kid. Because his, his kid to this day, graduated college, doing fucking great. Nice. He got it. You know, he wake, it was a wake up call he needed. And yeah. I don't yell. It's not scared straight. I don't believe in that. Right. If I yelled at you, you're going to put up a thing. So who the fuck is this wacko? Exactly. You know? Now, if you don't think he can beat me, it's fight or flight. You know, if you can't beat me, you're going to run. If you can beat me, you're going to beat the shit out of me. You know, it's fight or flight. So, you know, you're right. Your responses. So, but I don't do that. I right. tell stories of shit that's true. I don't bullshit. That's the, yeah. You know, I said when I started YouTube, and that's a great story how I started YouTube. Unbelievable story. But when I started YouTube, I said, the first thing I'm doing, I don't give a fuck about anything. Keeping it real, because I don't give right. a fuck. I can retire today. I'm retired military. You know, I can fucking do a lot of things. I mean, money would be the issue. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Yeah, Fernando and Travis are going to get in here as well in a, in a second. But I want to talk a little bit. First of all, uh, a question coming up would be about the military industrial or the uh, prison industrial complex, which, of oh. course, these things sort of correlate in many ways. Yep. Uh, sure and there's so much freaking money. But yet you talk about going and staying in a uh, cell that uh, uncomfortably fits one. But they put in two and sometimes they put in five. How uh, many? Uh, my brother five. and I, you know, David, my brother. You yes. He, he was just, he just left. We did a podcast. We talked about, I see the cell with seven. I think seven I people. Was, I think he's so, I want to talk about that in the context of where the hell the money is going. Obviously it's not going towards treatment of prisoners, but before that, you mentioned you're standing against the wall. You're watching a prison riot. Um, at any point, did you think this shit was normal? And if you did, or if you saw people who do, how do you, the, the human brain is so adaptable. We've seen what happened over COVID. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres complaining on her beautiful couch. This is prison. I feel like I'm in prison in a freaking yeah. mansion. Oh. Meanwhile, people are in prison and they feel like they're in prison. At any point, did you feel like, oh, yeah, this is just a normal day? Or is it always like this is 
absolutely bizarro upside down world. And I can't get accustomed to it because if I do, I'm gone. No, it was normal. And, and, and it, I say that it's funny because when I got out of prison, you know, the story, I was institutionalized and I, I educated high IQ, got a degree, uh, fucking read books like you couldn't believe, uh, well read, did the law, did law for 10 years. I was institutionalized. I couldn't buy a cup of coffee. Mm. And it, it really is amazing how we so much shit goes down. You just you, you fall into the world of what it is. I went to this. One of our guys has a fucking fight with another guy over over a punk. A punk is a person. I don't like to use certain derogatory. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, and because I'm, I have zero prejudice in me. I, really, I don't know how I got away with that. If I can but, say, a punk is a person being sold for sex, basically in prison. Yeah. If you did, kind of, yeah, it's a, it kind of easy, right? Whoever just said that. That's pretty. And, okay, so he got it. So I went to a wedding. We. One of the white guys and one of the black guys were fighting over this punk. They went in a cell. We we all sat together and said, what are we going to kill each other? Let these motherfuckers handle it. So they go in a cell and they come out and fucking one's bloody. Now one wins the fight. It's over. Bad, pretty bad. I thought it was going to be killing, but it wasn't. Comes out. I went to the wedding. It's fucking like, who fucking goes to a wedding in prison? I, and, and, and how it goes is crazy. They tattoo their lips red. They'll tattoo blush, tattoo eyebrow, shave that and tattoo. I've seen fucking uh, guys in prison look like a fucking broad. Trust me. Was the wedding, did it, obviously everything is distorted because you're incarcerated and who knows. Oh, totally. I gave 10 books of stamps as a present. Oh, that's very nice. Was was there a sense of happiness? Do you ever have a sense of happiness in prison or is it always like. No, uh, guarded. It's you, you make the best of it. You you meet certain people. You get fucked. like I told people. I used to fucking leave that prison on acid. Literally floated out of Atlanta. Literally, yeah. the fuck. I love my acid back in those days. But the um, you you make the best of it. And whether it's looking forward to getting fucked up on a weekend with wine or drugs or whatever it is, or an appeal or whatever. So you make the best. You become part of it and you move on. But no, you never think. Oh, I'm liking this. I want to stay. I know people say, well, person's institution, that's what they go out and they can't make. Yes, that, that's normal. I would have killed somebody if I got, when I got out if it wasn't for my cousin who, who, mm-hmm. who, who's a psychologist and a life coach. and Very, one of the smartest people I've ever met. And uh, she saved me life. She said, Larry, you have sensory overload. I didn't yeah. even know what it was. And then she told me why. And, you know, then you do research. The average prisoner makes 100 choices a day. You and me today will make 1,500. Wow. Because, you know, you're going to get up. What do you eat for breakfast? You know, what are you going to do today? You're going to go. You're going to be So many things. You're, what you're going to wear. Prisoners have none of that. None of that. It's just it's everything's there. So you, I would not say it's like becomes like, you know, this is great. But you become into a routine that this is your life. You know, this right. is your life. I know Fernando has a question um, about what is it, the gay lifestyle in prison? Or? Well, actually, I want to. You recently had a really good video. You talked about being gay in prison. It's the video yeah. that came out in August 2021. You guys, yeah. if, please check it out if you haven't. Absolutely. And uh, you t- everything you've talked about, you really discussed in that video as well. But um, something stuck out to me about what we talked about earlier, and I want to go back to that. So, about uh, inmates victimized by guards. In that video, you talked about uh, the Crossroads Correctional Facility. I believe that's in Missouri, right? 
Right. And uh, in that facility, you talked about how it's the highest in the nation with 8.2 inmates reporting that they're victimized by guards. Yes. And in the women's Bayview Correctional Facility, it's 11.25 inmates report being victimized by guards. So is that is that actual? Is that factual? Or do you think it's actually higher and it's underreported? I wanted to ask that. Way higher and totally underreported. Uh, you know, people don't want to say you know, you, first of all, guys more than anybody don't want to say they've been abused uh, right. uh, sexually. Uh, women too. I mean, you know, they get things out of it and there's a lot of manipulation. And, and as you remember that video, it's called the prison rape litigation act, the mm-hmm. PRLA. Uh, and yeah, I think that's it. There's no PR, whatever the fuck it is. And those things came out. And I remember when they came out, they were really bullshit because all it was, was putting up hurdles for people to report. And people think, oh, look what we're doing for them. We're letting them report. What do you mean? You let me report a crime? You let right. me report a fucking, you know, rape? And and it's overpower and control. Obviously, we all know rape is not a crime of sex. I talk about that a lot. I, Larry Lawton, couldn't get a hard on to rape a guy or rape anybody. I can't rape somebody. I can't. Now, I'm not talking role-playing with your girlfriend, do whatever the fuck you want, or your boyfriend. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, I, I've been around. Right, I, right. I tell people, I says, I couldn't do it because I'm not into that. I, I'm not getting a hard on for power and control. You get a hard on because a girl wants you, a guy wants you, whatever I it is. I think that that was, a, and that's such a that's such a key component to it is the power aspect of it. And when it comes to prison, can you talk a little bit uh, about how do you um, how do you avoid uh, getting in debt or getting in trouble with somebody where? All of a sudden, literally, what's worse than your back being against the wall, your stomach being against the wall, because then your ass is exposed. Uh, how do you, you know, how do you navigate a world where that is a, not just plausible, but exceptionally possible? And how do you, did you, were you able to help anyone avoid finding themselves in those circumstances, even when you were incarcerated? Uh, did you find your, obviously you have a mentorship quality did you find that developing at that point or it was just what it was no 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 absolutely you know that was one of the reasons i started even my program when i got out i didn't want them to come in because we were seeing them and many guys one of the sad stories i had a celly who got killed on the yard and i couldn't be there and he was killed for five dollars and mm. uh 24 years old good kid it, you know it, it hurt me because I kind of protected him for a long time. And uh, he was getting out. He was misclassified, didn't belong in the prison. Oh. Uh, you know, and that, it, it was because they do that. They, and hey, well, you know, what are you doing with fucking guys got, you know, fucking 600? We had 880 in Atlanta. I think Edgefield had 600 lifers. Fucking, you know, these people, they don't belong in those places. So, right. you know. Uh, I, I took to young people to try to listen, don't go there. You, you, you're being fucking played to jerk off, you know, and there's so many scams and so much shit that in prison, it, it, listen, it's so rare that a young kid comes to prison and doesn't come out totally fucked up. I was right. lucky. I went to prison at 34 in the mob, had my connections, new people, know the streets uh, from the Bronx and Brooklyn. Uh, you know, in and out of little jails and shit. And so I understood the game. Right. Uh, you got kids who come in there at 21. They're badass in their little neighborhood. They come there. They're a puppy. And they're a puppy looking. To, and then they they act a little wrong. They do the ring. I, I talk about in maximum security prisons, you didn't even walk down the tier and look in somebody's cell. Because mm-hmm. if you do, 
you'll see a guy getting fucked. You'll see a guy shooting heroin. You'll see a deal going down. Now, you don't give a fuck about it, but you walk by. Those people in there go, fuck, what's Lawton going to do? He's going to fucking steal my fucking bitch. He's going right. to come get my dope. Fuck it. And now they're planning your murder and you don't even fucking know it. Mm-hmm. Now, some poor kid doesn't understand all this. I watched the kid get killed. He didn't know that, you know, it was a tough prison in Atlanta. And you go to the shower with somebody when there's a lot of tension. And he just thought it was like, he didn't, you know, he was oblivious to fuck it. Yeah. He didn't even understand how do you look at people's feet and see what they're wearing. I talk about that. I go into a prison. I see everybody in flip-flops. Fuck yourself. I ain't worried. You see everybody in boots or sneakers ready to go. Right. How they handle and how they're holding shit. You can see the way they sit. I can tell if they got a shank that's big or not. So you, you, you understand all these things. As a kid coming to prison, they think that they're badass on their little neighborhood. Right. They come into a place where there's fucking people are crazy, killers, mental cases. And now they fucking, now... They do something stupid, they're fucking hung up, or they join a gang. And then they, you know, even right. that fucks them up. Now they got to kill somebody for sitting in somebody's seat. Or they got to fucking kill somebody because, you know, this guy owes the gang and it's you're up next. You got to stab him. Dies, you get life. Yeah. You know, and so now you say no, you got to check in. Or they fucking stab you. Or check in means go to the hole. But uh, so there's so many things, you know, they don't get. I used mm-hmm. to grab them. If, you know, you watch them for a little bit. Me, I would pull their paperwork because I want to know who I'm dealing with. Exactly. I'm not going to help a fucking snitch. I'm not helping the fucking rat, uh, Chomos, yep. something like that. I, I didn't do it. but And again, let me go with the Chomos. I think I talked about it. This kid is 21. His girl's 17. They put him in prison. That's not rape to us. That's no child. That's not fucking 17 and 21. Who the fuck? That's normal. Now, there's a different level of crime in the federal regulations I forget the code now. If it's under 12, it's a different crime than if it's like. Right. Of course, the Larry Nassers of the world uh, and all of that stuff. God knows. Right. Um, But you mentioned how prisoners have 100 choices a day and uh, civilians on the outside have 1,500. When it comes to the lack of autonomy, when it comes to breaking down who human beings are, one thing that people do tend to do is masturbate. You were telling a story recently. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> that you fought because a prison said that you can't jerk off anymore. And you fought for uh, prisoners' rights to jerk off, which is comical if it wasn't so goddamn serious. Uh, because here he is, the Larry Lawton Brigade, pro jerk off, and he's like the number one candidate for president of the prison. Fucking right. You know, it's funny. Uh, you can look that up online. It's a federal lawsuit I filed. Yeah. I even had a doctor say that it's healthy to masturbate after 40 for a healthy prostrate. Mm-hmm. So I had a, a legal, what happened? I'm in my cell. But can you imagine, I mean, yeah, go on, but how freaking unreal is this <laughs> that a prison would be like, and don't touch your dick. Are you freaking kidding me? You've taken everything from me already. And now you're going to tell me I can't even touch my own cock. You know, it, 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 it was one of the one thing, like who doesn't jack off in this world? I don't give a shit. You're married, you're single. You're, I don't get, when you're young, I used to say, in prison, you could switch hands and gain a stroke. Or you, you, you do it like this, upside down. It feels like someone else is doing it. But the, uh, it was funny because, obviously, we had uh, fuck books. Uh, we, they called pirates and privates and penthouse letters, all this shit. Back when I was in, they don't even let that in anymore, believe it or not. Right. But you used to be able to get it. And guys used to sell uh, rent the book for a dollar a night. 
I, 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 <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I used to tell the motherfucker, <laughs> don't you fucking stick these pages together, motherfucker. <laughs> so anyway, and you got these books. So, you know, everybody who doesn't fucking think, I'm in my cell at one in the morning, in my fucking bed, on the bottom, in the bed, do it. Lights on because I'm reading, you know, the book. I can't see out myself because when your light's in the cell, it's all you can't see. Mm. I don't know anybody who came by. Fucking Paulie and I just talked about it on my podcast. We were laughing like a motherfucker. Paulie Tolini is a guy who did 28 years. Wow. Great friend of mine, one of the best legal minds I know. Crazy friend. We used to listen to Art Bell. Nice. And George Nori. Woo! Hell yeah, dude. Oh, the goats. You know? Oh, those are fucking unbuckled, right? You know that. Of course, man. So anyway, we used to do it. But anyway, I get fucking... They, they, all the cops come at night and call them cops. Guards are called cops in prison. So they come and they knock our law and cuff up. What the fuck are you talking about, cuff up? What did I do? I'm thinking who fucking snitched on me for something. I don't know what the fuck. I get down to the fucking hole. They put you in a cage, uh, change you out, and the lieutenant comes, Lord, what are you doing? I go, what are you fucking talking about? You know, I, I didn't give a fuck. I thought I, they, I respect them when they respected me, mm-hmm. vice versa. I even have guards on my show, Gary Massey. Uh, good dude. Uh, and he fucking says, you, you're here because you were jacking off. I started laughing. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Are you? <laughs> was I fucking somebody? No. Was I doing it on a female guard? You know, like and showing her my sure. dick. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know uh, what do you call those? Uh, a flasher or something like right, that. Right, right. Yeah. I'm not doing any of this shit. He, he goes, it doesn't say you were. I said, no, because I fucking was. I was jacking off. He laughed. They put me in a hole. I was in the hole I had over 30 days for that. Jesus. When you go, talk about the hole, dude, is it, I mean, how is that? So you, you're in the midst of self-love and all of a sudden. I was done by then. Oh, thank God. Because really the peeping time is the guard who was staring at you. Be like, oh, right. yeah, you, you, know what? Right. you know what? If they knocked on my door while I was doing it, I'd have fucking finished. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like, the cell? So first of all, you're there for jerking off, which is comical. But again, it's only comical if you're not actually suffering in solitary confinement. Um, cell door closes behind you. You just have to sit there and be like, I'm in here for jerking off. Wow, what the fuck is wrong with this place? Can you just give our audience and myself and us a little bit of insight into uh, how isolating and crushing and uh, what is that? I mean, just what kind of whirlwind is that experience? Wow, you eat the hole. The hole is just a place that people have no idea. You know, other countries uh, have where you can only go in a hole eight days. Mm-hmm. The, the longest country besides the United States is, six, is uh, uh, two months, 60 days. Wow. The longest. The United States, I was in the hole 11 straight months. I was in a hole three years out of my time. Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you what, I think back about now. I tell you, I didn't know how this affected me. I I, I was crazy at one time in the hole. Really, I, I, a lot of bad things and stuff like that. Yeah, I would get in the fucking hole. It's so it's so fucking bad. Today, I didn't know how much damage I had. I am so claustrophobic. Yeah, I can't even get into an open MRI machine. When I get on a plane, mm. I'm not in the aisle seat or wherever and have room. I can't get up. I start getting anxieties that are bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just fucking nuts. And uh, how do you, uh, do, do you disassociate? I mean, that's how, speaking of the adaptability of the human mind, um, how do you, how do you, we're very social creatures. 
Uh, me? Man, I'm a big time social creature. <laughs> exactly. Um, do you just speak to yourself? Do you break your brain into multiple different categories? How do you know if it's the morning, if it's the if it's uh, midday, well, if it's well, dinner you know, time? How do you know anything? Well, they have that. I mean, obviously, you know by when they feed you. And, and the windows are usually fogged. Like, they'll have a, a window this wide. You know, six I, I'm, I'm, hold, yeah, I'm yeah. holding my hand about six, eight inches apart. And it might go to, you know, the length of four feet of a window. But isn't that almost more taunting than a freaking window? Doesn't well, that almost yeah, make well, it seem like well, I would rather not, not even look at that? Well, you got to see light. Yeah. So, you know, when it's dark out there, like, but that wasn't the issue. You know, the biggest issue was I helped, I kept my sanity by fighting them. And I was one of these relentless motherfuckers. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse. I've been cursing so far. Yeah, yeah. No, thank God you're allowed to curse. <laughs> if you're going to beat me. I mean, no, this just... whole episode would be beeps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is, yeah. Uh, what happens is, is I got to the point where, I mean, I, I was in a hole for so long. When I got out after 11 months, I had an associate. They, people went, got big trouble. When I was fucking got out of the hole, I was walking a track and it's rough. You're white as a ghost. You can't move. You, even though you exercise in it, it's a whole different exercise, muscles, everything else. Mm -hmm. And I had an associate want to come up to me and say to me, he goes, Lawton. And I'm walking. I, I don't give a fuck about this guy. I could tell him to suck my dick. I didn't give a fuck. And I, I, he comes and goes, Lawton. I, I come. I was actually smoking a Denable cigar at the time. And he comes up. He goes, hey, Lawton. He goes, when are you going to stop this shit? Because I was writing senators, writing fucking newspapers. Mm. Fucking relentless. They yeah. hate that. I figured out the system, believe me. I figured, Paul, I'll tell you, I figured out how to really win the system. So anyway, I fucking, he goes, listen, he goes, if you just stop this shit, we'll give you a single cell. Like, that's gold on the yard. No yeah. roommate. You own in and out. You old fucking thing. He goes, and you'll get a get out of free uh, uh, card, like meaning if I got caught bookmaking or drinking wine or, or jerking off or jerk. Yeah, that's a good one. Jerking <laughs> off. They would, they wouldn't fuck, fuck with me. Right. And I said, I, I was just so mad. I didn't give a fuck. I said to the guy, I said, why don't you fucking ask the senators? Why that fucking guy with no legs, you let him shit on himself and pee and he had no legs, a veteran. And they fucking, mm -hmm. they wouldn't even feed him. It was the most disgusting thing I've I put it in an article. If you look up an article called Abu Ghraib, it was by Arctic Beacon. Uh, Abu Ghraib, Arctic Beacon. They didn't, I, I fucking sent it out. They put, they fucking, it was all over the internet. Boy, the fucking, they hated me to prison. And I just got to that. I think that helped me survive my fighting. Yeah. I didn't succumb. Now, I, I, I had a rougher time than most people have in prison because I was like that. But it kept my sanity. Uh, it totally kept as much as my sanity was kept, some people say, that it was just amazing that the uh, I, I was able to keep fighting and get into a routine. I, I, and, you know, what I learned the most in prison and all my life and the whole is patience. You know, when you write a letter in a pencil to a court mm -hmm. and they have to accept it, you can write a fucking motion on a toilet paper and have to accept it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's law. It's all but that's why judges get mad if the inmates are right. No, they'll, they'll call the prison and say, you motherfuckers, you better give them a typewriter or just because we have to accept it. We have to use it. Guy did that. Actually, my friend Paul, he wrote a whole motion on a piece of toilet paper because they wouldn't give him paper and pen and, and shit. Wow. And fucking the judges went off. They gave him a typewriter and shut him up. <laughs> so what happened was 
I think I, you know, kept my sanity like that. It, it, I couldn't have fucking survived if I wasn't fighting, you mm-hmm. know, and I had people, my brother did time to, you know, that, and he didn't have that kind of hard time. He wasn't ever at a max though, mm-hmm. but he kind of, he smashed the guy once, you know, a pedophile, he fucking split his yeah. fucking head open with a lock. But it, it was, I was a fighter for people. I can't, I hate fucking bullies. Yeah. I fucking hate them, whether it's the government or you or him or me. I don't like people who pick on people, period. Yeah. Or guys who beat women or people beat weak people or or, or attack a gay guy because he they can because they're big in it. Fuck you, right. motherfucker. Attack me. Let's just yeah. see what happens. Now, you might beat me, but I guarantee fucking to you, you'll know what happened. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. You mentioned fighting, and uh, that goes back to uh, kind of the previous question as far as money goes with the uh, prison industrial complex. We're talking seven people to one cell. As you mentioned, five is another story that you were telling in a layover, which I believe was in Atlanta, that lasted three freaking years. Uh, so a holdover, so not exactly a – it's a long hold. It's <laughs> yes. a long, long hold. Uh, uh, um, it's just, uh, uh, how do you – Anybody – you ask any dude. I don't give a fuck what level. If they've been in prison, if they traveled on Con Air, or if they've been through Atlanta holdover, just I will guarantee you they're going to say, holy fuck, the way they beat you to fucking rats to fucking – Yeah, but how do you have – how is it possible for them to hold you over for three years? At some point, you're just living there, but because it's no, that's that, other people. Because listen, they put people on what they call diesel therapy. They'll fucking fly you all over the country, and fucking you'll be back at the same spot in three weeks, and you'll be in five county jails. They'll lose your fucking paperwork. It's called diesel therapy. They, you know, they have ways to fuck with you. They put me on diesel therapy. I was in a holdover, not for years, in a holdover. I was in uh, Oklahoma City. That's a place. Oklahoma City has a prison at the airport. There's oh a fucking God. federal prison. The plane pulls up like Kennedy fucking Kennedy Airport. Pulls up. The thing comes out. You fucking get off and you're in the prison. So, and it's got fucking like 13 stories. It's Jesus. fucking, it, it's called, it, it, yeah, just Google FTC Oklahoma. It's oh called Federal God. Transportation Center Oklahoma. Well, there's something very ironic about that, of course. Uh, airports being a port, <laughs> being a hub for transportation, theoretically uh, symbolic of freedom. Mm-hmm. The idea that you can go to Hawaii at any time. What a slap in the face to the prisoners there who are at an airport, but yet we'll never see, uh, well, perhaps when they're on Con Air, but for the most part, they're not going to any destination they desire. No, you know, you know, it's funny. I remember going from Oklahoma City, to, you know, they tell you, they, they, first of all, they get you up at 12 at night. 
So what they do is they they, they wake you. You got to go down and hold the cells. Show you know, fucking strip down, search a zillion times. I used to tell the young kids, don't eat man. Oh man, OG, you man, you gonna eat that? I said, don't eat that, man. You'll be on a fucking plane in handcuffs and shackles. You eat that, you got to take a shit. You can't. They ain't uncuffing you. They don't give a fuck. You're in belly chains, leg irons, everything. Don't fuck around. But anyway, they do that. So what they do is I remember getting on that fucking plane. I get on Con Air. I fucking, the first stop was they go to South Route. So it'll go to Florida and Georgia, North Carolina, Maryland, Pennsylvania is always Pennsylvania is a scumbag state. It's like one of the big prison states. Allenwood, mm-hmm. uh, school kids. There's so many prisons in fucking uh, 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 Lewisburg. Then they took me up to Maine. Then they went back to Oklahoma City, and I was still on the plane. Never got off. What was the point of this? To fuck with me. Just to fuck with me. So then, okay. I, I remember they take me. I had a court hearing in fucking Pennsylvania. The plane drops me off in Maine. And you know what they did? They bust me down, put me in a county jail every night to fuck with me. Just to fuck with me. You know, it's also fucking with me because it's fucking expensive. And we're paying for that. That, So that's that's, that's, the waste of money is just off the charts. Your thoughts, the prison industrial complex, the billions and billions of dollars, Geo Group, Core Civic, your thoughts, what what do you think when you hear about these entities, when I hear that? So they're fucking with you, wasting our money, wasting your time uh, for no other reason other than human cruelty. To lose his papers? To lose his papers, whatever it might be, to fuck people over. Can you just spit a little bit on Geo Group and Core Civic? Because we Uh, rant and rave constantly, and I would love to hear your thoughts. Absolutely, boy. You you get me on a hot topic here. (laughs) Because let's go even deeper. There's there's also companies that handle the medical. They're all Mm -hmm. contractors. They are another fucking contract place. That fuck with people and, and they don't give you the man. And it costs American citizens. And here's why it costs American citizens, because they don't take care of something that that's wrong with you. You get out where you got to be taken care of by the taxpayer. Right. This fucking private health care company is making a fortune on this shit because and they're giving you two fucking aspirin when you needed fucking drugs to save your life. They don't give a fuck. Right. So who does it come on when it's all said and done? So. Getting back on these private prisons, I'm the biggest fucking guy against private prisons. And here's why you guys remember the case in Pennsylvania. The fucking judges did 20 years and one got 17 years for fucking taking money to put juveniles in fucking prison. Yes, sir. Because of money. It's all about money. So when you got that kind of money, and I love when people say, oh, yeah, but they're doing good. They're cheaper. I go, hold on. First of all, they're not cheaper. Number number two, do you think they want to help you get out or Mm -hmm. or do good? Because they the more people in, the more money they make, period. It's a numbers game for them. Any fucking CEO is going to tell you, listen, how much can we make this year? You don't think they're saying, oh, that one guy should be out? No, they don't give a fuck about you. Private prisons are one of the worst things this country has ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been around longer than you think, but not as big as it is. Back when the laws changed in the 80s and then and in, in the 90s and and I'm blaming all the presidents. I don't give a fuck what you are. Mm-hmm. Every one of them, from Absolutely. Clinton to fucking Reagan, the drug war, all of it is a fucking big money-making machine. Mm-hmm. And now the best thing we could do is stop private prisons. That's the first thing. Absolutely. Do. Stop. So now, in pri- listen, until we, everybody asks me, what's the single best thing we can do for the prisons? Get rid of private prisons. That's one. Okay. And 
they we have to follow the models Europe has. People go, oh, but they're only, you know, a million people, uh, five million people. I go, put Europe, motherfucker. Put Italy, <laughs> France, Germany, fucking Sweden, Netherlands, Norway. Put them all together. And there are way more people than us. And guess what? They're fucking prison systems. We have 5% of the world's population and 25% of the world's prison population. It's unbelievable. That number alone says it all. Yes, it does. We treat people worse than any other country. We have zero real building. We have zero exit programs to help people get out and get on their feet. Look at Germany. I, I do this all the time. And, and it just, it, it disgusts me because it's, but you know, I, I got away from almost disgust just to realize it's a money game. Yeah, these fucking politicians won't change laws because they're all getting fucking kickbacks from the billion dollar companies. You know, Core Civic used to be CCA, Community Corporation of America. They they've been sued so many fights. They changed their fucking name. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? You think that? You think I'm going to find that out, or you're going to find that right. out? I mean, come on, guys. Geo and I. I listen. I went into a geo prison, and I went to speak. And they they fucking treated me. I said, these fucking people will never see me. And I'm going to fucking slam them. Because, first of all, they it was all bullshit. And then they say they don't have money. Right? So the next time I heard, hey, they don't have money. So how much profit did they make last year? $380 million. Oh, but you don't have money. You don't have money for fucking bringing people in to do the right thing, trying to help people. Listen, they want they, they, It's a big fucking racket. And they want to please the government. They're, oh, look, they brought Larry Martin in. They brought this guy in. They're just a fucking corrupt organization. Yeah. And, and from the top down, you know, here's the what pissed me. You know the guy John Lamont. If you watch my chain, I hate the scumbag. He's the warden that fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Literally in his meetings, I had guards sit tell me this, but he he don't like you. He's mentioned you at our meeting. I mean, they don't mention inmates at meetings and mention me because I was giving them a hard time. That motherfucker is now in the private prison industry as wow. a director of whatever the fuck it is. Right. I mean. They go to the BOP, get that experience, go to the, and the, you know, they make whatever they make. And then they go to the other place and fucking make stock and this. And right. they're fucking scumbags. I mean, you know, scumbags. Uh, I would love, that's the one guy I'd like. I see, I offer people, so would you, like, would you have him on your show? I said, you know what I would do? I would, but I'm scared I'd go across the table and just beat him to death. Right. And not feel the fucking thing. I'd be pissed that I hurt my knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting as we talk about Facebook and uh, social media entities and uh, Amazon stealing our data, taking our entities and making billions off of that, which is why I believe in a UBI. You have the tangible uh, stealing of entities, stealing of souls, stealing of human lives for profit. It is absolutely disgusting. And I know, Travis, you have a question. Yeah, I mean, you talked about obviously taking on the private prison industry. Um, last year, you know, what we try to focus on this show is areas where kind of the progressive leaning left and the libertarian leaning right agree. And they actually did put a bill together last year to end qualified immunity for police officers. I know you cover a bunch of topics on your YouTube channel. Can you touch on ending qualified immunity and what that would do? Absolutely. Let me tell you this. It's it's a touchy show because I know both. I know a lot about qualified immunity. Uh, I beat the Florida prison system out of 600,000. I helped win a lawsuit. Uh, for over 600,000 because we, the biggest hurdle is passing qualified immunity. Mm -hmm. And how you pass that is by called deliberate indifference. A person Mm -hmm. who who knows there's a problem and they keep letting it go, deliberately indifferent to my health or deliberately indifferent to human life or whatever it's going to be, then you could pass qualified immunity. Then they don't have it. Like they did with Chauvin. They passed that. They passed it. Same with 
in the one I won the prison case not long ago is by getting past the liberal indifference. What see how I did it was I, I had the lawyer firm. They asked me, I know me, and they said, well, can you come in, train us on how to do this? We won. I trained all their lawyers, got the right records. Like I said, okay, first thing we got to do is we got to get all prison infractions. They call them shots or uh, whatever they call them, different prisons, called prison infraction, out of that prison. So after I got five years of prison from Freedom of Information Act of all, six or seven times people were raped in the same closet and fucking nobody ever put a camera, nobody stopped, uh. nobody locked the door, nothing. So this one kid goes in there. He's in the prison two days. They rape him with a broom handle. Fuck oh up his insides. And, and, you know, this is too rage, right? But that's deliberate and different because they knew there was a problem there and you never fixed it. So you just deliberately indifferent of that guy's health mm. and welfare. So we won that. They settled. Once you pass that in federal court, right. once you pass deliberate indifference in federal court, guaranteed they're settling. Because you think they want that kid, 21 years old, to come on stage with doctors saying how fucked up his inside his traumatized for life. They're going to give him millions and millions of dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. But you pass that. Once you pass that qualified uh, uh, deliberate indifference, which that also negates qualified immunity. I think there should be uh, better ways. There has to be some kind of immunity. Otherwise, everybody would sue you for fucking touching me, you know, because he grabbed me because I was running away. I, I mean, right. I, I'm not a cop lover. You know that. So my point was, they have, they have qualified immunity, and I get the qualified immunity. But there has to have a less standard that they, like, anytime you violate anybody's constitution, it's 10 Bill of Rights, where this is a lesson, 27 amendments, you know, uh, 17 more amendments, we have 27 rights in this country. Every cop should know them and should have a fucking card in their pocket, at least the one. Like, the third amendment is housing fucking officers in right. Right. It doesn't mean anything. But the First Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Eighth Amendment, they should have these in their fucking pocket. Mm-hmm. If they violate the U.S. Constitution Bill of Rights, they should have no immunity. Yeah. That's what I think. I that would agree. stop them from at least saying, wait a minute, I better know the fucking goddamn First Amendment. So when I tell this guy he can't fucking talk, he has to do that, he has to listen to me like I'm some king, you don't. You have to know the law. They don't even know the law. That's the problem. Right, yeah. And go look. At, I, I implore you guys to go on a channel called Lackluster. It's a YouTube channel. It's got a couple hundred thousand, 250,000 uh, subscribers, something like that. But they post these things called First Amendment audits. Mm-hmm. I, I got a video coming out Saturday about it. Awesome. Uh, what it is, is they actually have people, I mean, independent people go out and they test these people about knowing their rights. And you'd be surprised. People go, oh, you, you should just listen to the cop and give me a right. No, you shouldn't, yeah. motherfucker. The minute you keep giving up your rights, they keep fucking taking them. Absolutely. we got to have fucking rights that are stopped. And you have the right to hold on to your rights. It's scary, man, because cops are freaking You know, well, we have the right to also test them that they don't know the right. Mm-hmm. Listen, right. If, listen, and I love it when I read, and you'll see the fucking channel, there's cases uh, where they fucking win money. And again, that hurts because the citizens pay. Yep. But we need, there's your immunity. If you break my fucking civil right, if you break my constitutional right, should be no qualified immunity. Absolutely. Now that cop's coming out of his pocket. Guess how quick that motherfucker's not gonna, is gonna know his right, a person's rights, and not violate them. Absolutely. Yeah. Now the, so the, that's the key it, it with qualified immunity. But I understand having some immunities to make it to where it's, 
but it should be those four at least. The first, second, fourth, fifth, and eighth. Those five amendments, they should the, they had a bill of rights suit of 10, the first 10, the most important, the number one, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of fucking gathering, freedom Absolutely. to redress the country, freedom to assemble. The first, the first fucking thing they put in there, well, not second, guns. I'm a liberal, but I believe in fucking guns. Sure, absolutely. I, bazooka. I believe any anything the cops have in this local police department, mm-hmm. I should be able to have. I'm not talking about the military and jets or a mega department that has to have the SWAT team. I don't believe, but whatever guns that police department have, I should be allowed to have. Because if they're tyrannical, how do I fucking bite myself? Absolutely. The really? militarization of the police has certainly led to the militarization oh, of that's civilians. That's a whole fucking show. <laughs> the I fucking talk program. about those cops. You see a fucking police department. We got a police department up here. You got 29 cops. I go by and there's a fucking armored fucking vehicle out there. I go, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? And here's their line. We got it for free. So no, you didn't, motherfucker. The government gave them. Now, who's going to train these people on? Mm-hmm. How many man hours? How much fuel and maintenance and all the shit that's going to happen in this vehicle that I'm paying for as a citizen? Yeah, on man. your 28 fucking men, you should be Mayberry. You should be fucking Andy Taylor <laughs> and fucking Barney Fife with a bullet in your fucking pocket. I get very mad about that. No, I get it. There was a sheriff oh, yeah. who was in a small town <laughs> in Wisconsin who was uh, joyriding around in the tank uh, because uh, he thought it would be fun. And believe it or not, civilians were a little bit upset to feel like they were in the movie Red Dawn. But it's not the Russians. It's our own mm-hmm. militarization, uh, militarized. Really? That, that's a great. I'll come back. We'll talk about more. Bro, I would absolutely love that. My last question. I know, for, Fernando, you'll have to wait till next time. Okay. No, I'll give him one question. Okay, that's Fernando, one question. Uh, I do. I want to ask some advice about about uh, being gay in prison. So Fernando anyway, is planning on going to prison. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. But uh, you talked about overrepresentation of the LGBTQ plus community in prison. Uh, you know, the national well, what population. What do you mean overrepresentation? I don't get that. So, um, well, you talked about in that video, Gay in Prison, uh, there's 4.5% Americans identify as LGBTQ, but in right. prison, there's 20% of, uh, 20% of the population in prison is actually yeah. gay, starting with even the juvenile. Uh, starting at the juvenile level. And those are my numbers. Those are the, the Department of Justice numbers. Exactly. So I want to ask you about that. What advice, since obviously more gay people are going to prison, the numbers, the statistics tell us, how, how do we help that? What advice do you have? How do I help, how do I help other younger gay people going through this? Well, very rough. And I'll tell you, there are some prisons that have literally gay units, if you want to call them that, you know. Uh, and they can have problems anyway when you got people who are, yeah, let's face this too, I, there's a lot of crazy people in prison, a lot of wackos. I talk about when I was in Atlanta, we had 880 lifers, 200 fight their case legally, 400 and whatever, get a lover and they live their life. And then there's 200 of the psycho fucking pads, literally psychopaths. Right. They'll rape and fucking kill and fucking try to escape psychopaths. But as far as a gay person in prison, depends. I mean, they make it like you, you watch that video and you talk. Remember that? I think the guy's name was Roy. Mm hmm. Uh, the guy who got really, it was such a sad story to me because yeah. it didn't need it. First, first of all, they did, they put him in the wrong place. They had a place to put him and they didn't. And, and that's wrong in itself. And then listen, you know, be honest with the administration. And uh, I think that since there is so many more and more happening, whether it's trans, transgender, whatever people going to prison, you know, the best advice I can give a person don't go. That's number one. That's the yeah. great advice. <laughs> that you yeah. do. You give so that advice Fernando, a lot. Don't go. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much for being here. My final question is: favorite jewel you ever stole? 
favorite jewel? Yeah. Did you have one jewel that you stole and you were like, this is a fucking sweet ass yeah. jewel? <laughs> like the Ruby no. of Cairo or something. No, no, no. Matter of fact, you know, uh, Murph the Surf, who just died, uh, he robbed the, the, the Star Sapphire, I think it was. Uh, but I robbed more money than him. But the, uh, nah, there wasn't never, I mean, I used to love it when the Rolexes, I'd rob 50 at a time and different ones and watches. But I, I robbed like $150,000 rings, beautiful. Ooh. I mean, just loose stones, you know, three carat VVS one, nice. $300,000. And I, I got so normal with diamonds. It's, I don't even have any. I wear no, I know. There's nothing. <laughs> I wear an Apple watch. Are you fucking <laughs> oh, that's very nice. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I, I, it just it doesn't entice me anymore, you know, because I had them all. I had I had a fucking bracelet that was like 50 grand. It was just my name. Diamonds. You know, I, there's pictures of them out there somewhere. And I had the fucking diamond rings and watches and all the bullshit. It's, it's not it. I'm not one of these people who have to have that. I really don't. I don't have to live in the mega house. I don't have to have the, I like what I have. I enjoy yeah. my car, I enjoy my RV. I enjoy the things I do, but um, I don't do it for anything, but my enjoyment, I don't do it yeah. and buy something and say, Oh, everybody has seen me in a fucking, you know, brand new fucking presidential, you know, right. I just don't need it. And I don't give yeah. a shit about it. Of course, the presidential is when you have a little bit of cum on your shirt. Just yeah. before you go outside. <laughs> Larry, thank you so much for being on the show, brother. You were absolutely all fantastic. Right. Check out everything that Larry Lawton does. And uh, yeah, we'll just do it. Check little... out my podcast, too. Uh, every uh, Monday and Friday, 8 a.m. it comes out. And, of course, YouTube's all the time. Yes. Uh, we're even going to have a call in. We're setting up a call. And that's Zach is, my, Zach is one of the best tech guys I know, period. And he, he set this up for me. And we're, we're setting it up where... Uh, we're going to have, you know, I have a discord with, I don't know, what is that? 11,000 people on discord, 16,000, maybe awesome. 16,000 discord. So what we're going to do is put it up there. We're going to tell him when we're here, he's going to set it up with a phone and we're going to have a call in. So it'd be mm, pretty cool. Hell yeah, bro. Like I can't, that's awesome. And check him out on Instagram at real Larry Lawton. Thanks guys. All right. I buddy, appreciate it. Thank have you, a good one. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. You too. All right, everyone. There it was, our conversation with Larry. Hope you all learned something. And uh, yeah, what do you all think? Uh, I'm shocked after, especially yeah. learning how involved he was with, uh, you know, that huge case in Florida. Yeah, you know, right. Like, you well, know. I had also kind of forgotten about the Pennsylvania case. Absolutely. Where the judges were sentencing children to be raped mm -hmm. in their prisons, basically all for profit. I mean, it was disgusting. I, I kind of forgot about that case. Right. And then Larry pointed out, systemic change is what we need. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it from top to bottom, the entire thing needs to change. But the only way we're going to get that is by writing letters to senators like yes. he was doing, which then pissed off the prison guards but that's how you do it that's how you make the change absolutely so crazy just yeah. i can't believe we're in america and we we're, we're seeing that in our own country in, in a free country and we just have been seeing it for so long and we need to have some changes because again you can't preach freedom and uh, have 25 percent of the world's prison population right these two things cannot coexist unlike the bumper sticker on the back of the Subaru that you're currently <laughs> driving behind. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. We will be back later this week. We'll have a lot to talk about what's going on in Texas, the whole nine. We'll get into it. So thank you all so much for supporting the show. And uh, we hope you're happy and healthy and safe out there. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, 
Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brands Park American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.